Hi guys, I'm Millie Fox, serial entrepreneur, energetic business coach, and lover of all things luxury. Welcome to the Millie Fox Show, a place where you'll encounter refreshing perspectives on manifestation, spirituality, and the new paradigm of feminine leadership. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Millie Fox Show. I'm super excited because we have not had a guest on in a while. And today we have the beautiful Rachel from Freedom Rach on IG. I want to tell you a little bit about Rachel before we dive into this super organic, free flowing conversation that we're about to have. Rachel is the CEO of Freedom School Co. She is a spiritual business and mindset coach. She is a master NLP practitioner, and she helps women lean into desire, flow, alignment, opulence for the ultimate freedom, which is so awesome because I don't know how many times I've said it, but freedom is my number one value. Mm. Um, So we are in complete alignment there. And we are both living our best freedom lifestyles at the moment. We've both taken off from the greater Toronto area and are enjoying the tropical, vibrant lifestyle. So welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. How are you today? I'm good. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I have like full body chills from that. I don't know what it was the way you were like saying it, but um, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, I'm good. I feel like it's the beginning of a new month. I don't know about you, but I get this like, I don't know, like new, like reinvigoration and excitement for what is possible and taking the time to reflect on what happened the month before and what I'm wanting to, you know, create for this month. So yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very like dialed in today. What about you? That's awesome. Yeah. It's December. It's my birthday month. So yes, I know you just had your birthday not too long ago. So that's awesome. Good vibes there. Um, Yeah. December is a great month. Like I really love December because it's like tying up and reflecting, but also planning for the for the next year ahead. So it's all sorts of different energies together. I'm curious to know, like, what's exciting you right now? Mm. Oh, that's a really great question. For everyone who is new to me, I've been living in Tulum, Mexico for two months now. And I've actually been reflecting quite a bit over the transformation that have happened in my life over the past two months, um, leaving Toronto felt like a hell yes for me coming here felt like a hell yes for me. But I don't think I factored in the like level of integration I would be going through. I moved here during retrograde, which we all know retrograde is like a bumpy road. And I feel like I felt it even more here. November, I did this like very immersive retreat and so brought up a lot and did a lot of healing and growing and expanding. And so for me, the past couple months have been a lot of this like sifting and sorting and deepening and exploring who I am in a bigger way. And I think honestly, like peeling back the layers of who I really am. And I know we talked about that on the episode when you were on my podcast, not so long ago about like not creating our higher self, but like really like stepping into who she always was. And I'm really, really feeling that right now. So I think as we step into December and like you said, wrapping up the year and looking to the next year ahead, like I'm just more, most excited to like unveil who I am and to really operate from this version of me and I don't know. There just feels like there's more clarity and flow and I'm more connected to my mission than I ever have. 
And I feel like I got disconnected from it when I was living in Toronto. I was feeling a lot of feels and feeling very disoriented there. And so past couple of months have been like anchoring back into what I'm meant to be doing. And now I'm feeling that. So I'm really excited to just let it all unfold as it's meant to without having too much like planned or too much pressure around what that should look like, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You're you're letting it come to you. You're letting it unfold. I'm curious. Like, I, I'm sure that we touched on this when we talked on your podcast. But what's your human design again? I'm a manifesting generator. What's your profile? So I'm a four six, which okay. is I don't know. Do you know a lot about human design? I know like a lo- I know about like mine, but I don't know like a ton about everyone else's. But Yes, yes. I, I I'm like a basic level ability to yeah, to, do, okay. to do to do readings. Like I, yeah. I do know enough to do like readings for people. So like I, I do I do know. That's amazing. I love the MG energy, like the sparkly yeah. energy. I totally see that from you. And then like the four six, you just you're in your thirties already, right? So you're yeah. like the six energy is yeah. like after 30 is like, okay, the wisdom, the gathering. It seems like that's the phase that you're in right now. It's like really like yeah gathering the wisdom from your first 30 years and reflecting on it so that's perfect I see it okay okay awesome um and you're you're a sacral authority I'm a sacral yeah so like I'm very much like the Manny Jen it's like we're kind of all over the place but I'm like really leaning into like that is just me and that's okay it doesn't have to make sense I think I would get in my head a lot about how I would jump to think, to think, to think. And I'm like, people are going to get confused. And I feel like me thinking people would get confused, confused me. And now I find uh, I'm honoring that a little bit more. Where I'm like, oh, doing this this week, doing this next week, like just flowing yeah. with it, which um, takes a lot of yeah. unconditioning, I would say. It so totally like, does. Yeah. And, and, and just hearing you say that it was a hell yes to me, that's like such a sacral like, oh, yeah. <laughs> response, right? Like, so you're just leaning into that self-trust, right? Yeah. So I'm curious to know, like, what does freedom mean to you? Mm, that's such a good question. So I, I like love this question. I, I often feel like I ask my clients this because it is so uh, individual and so different yeah. for everyone. You know, for me, when I think about it, like I, I'm a true Sag as well as in like, you know, Manny Jen and a true Sag where we are like all about freedom and independence. For me, it's the ability to live life fully on my own terms, to do what I want when I want, not in a selfish way, but in a way. And again, that probably ties into the sacral, like in a way that just like ignites me and fuels me. You know, when I was stuck in like the corporate world for, you know, a few years after graduating, I always thought that I was flawed, that something was wrong with me because being bound to a desk nine to five and, you know, working for someone else just never lit me up. But everyone around me seemed to be so satisfied with everyone around me seemed to be like complacent, if you will. For me, like the years of my journey of pursuing the life I now have, and of course, continuing to pursue new levels of freedom, it really is about being able to decide what I want to do when I want to do it. I want to live a life that feels like vacation. I want to live a life that is in, in inspiring for others, right? Like the the kind of Pinterest worthy, which sounds cliche, but like that Pinterest worthy lifestyle that I used to spend hours scrolling and pinning and daydreaming about. It's like, oh, this is what I've been able to create, you know, financial freedom, of course, location freedom, time freedom. But yeah, really at the end of the day, it's like being able to move and sway with what feels right in the moment because I have the autonomy to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it feels almost, I think, inaccessible mm. to 
to access that, right, from where they're standing at the yes. moment because they don't see how it's possible to get the location freedom or to get the time freedom or freedom from the job or whatever it is. So what would your advice be or how would you recommend mm. somebody who wants to feel more freedom begins to manifest it? If I look back at my entire journey from like the minute I quit corporate to now, that's almost like eight years. You don't see those eight years. You see the rate here now where she has all this freedom and she has this dream life. So we have to factor in that it can take time. It doesn't have to take you as long, but it can take time. And for me, it was one foot in front of the other leaving corporate didn't make sense. You know, leaving a salary job with bonuses, with benefits to then literally take a sabbatical. I took like two or three months off to just like step back and be like, what the hell do I even want for myself? Like, what do I, what do I want in my life? It doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Most people would be like, oh, easy for you to do. No, it wasn't easy for me to do. I didn't have a trust fund. I didn't have parents, you know, doling out money to, you know, support me while I made this decision. I didn't have, you know, I, I I did it on my own. And so what led me was just a desire for more each and every step along the path that I've taken. And don't get me wrong. The path has not been linear. It's been all over the map, all over the show, yeah. but each step has been like, it, it was just one foot in front of the other. Did I know that this would be the life that I would eventually, you know, land upon? No. Like I didn't even know back then what coaching was. I didn't even know back then that I wanted to live in Tulum. I didn't even really like travel that much at that point in my life, but I just kept allowing myself to put one foot in front of the other. And so if it's a job that you're not lit up by and you know that you wish you had a more like, like if you're working a super strict corporate job and you want a little bit more of a relaxed work environment, like there are opportunities out there for you. Seek that. Once you get a little bit more taste of that freedom, maybe it's like, oh, like, perhaps I could take what I'm learning in this job and apply it in a freelance way. Like that's kind of what my journey led me to. It was just like, huh, I'm doing this for someone else's company. What if we started doing this on the side? And it it just like all unfolded as it was meant to. So long story short, it just trust one foot in front of the other. It doesn't need to be quit your job and give up your life and move to another country that's not realistic. And that's going to put you in a majorly fearful, probably scarcity (laughs) driven mindset. And you're going to feel really unsafe. So you've got to really make sure that like, and you've got to remind yourself that it's okay to do one thing at a time. It doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be the whole meal deal right off the get-go because everyone I've talked to, I'm sure same with you, it's a journey. And that's part of the beauty of our stories is the journey that gets you there. The story Mm -hmm behind and the struggles, because again, struggles and challenges and hardships have been part of it, but one foot, trust the nudge of like, this job isn't working for me. This relationship isn't working for me. This city isn't working for me, whatever it is, and allow yourself to explore what would feel better for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, I think that's the thing with like, you know, social and whatever, and we just see it happening for other people we don't see the backstory and we um there's also that this sort of like pressure that's uh floating around in this personal development industry Mm -hmm. and spiritual industry that you just have to like take these huge giant leaps Mm -hmm. the conversation about like safety is really huge because 
there's some people who are uh, more equipped or they've done more healing work um, or they're farther along in certain aspects of the journey because it's there's so many different aspects, right? Like I don't even want to say like, oh, this person is farther along in their journey than me or you. Maybe in one area they are, but maybe in another area you are, right? Like the comparison is silly because it's like apples and oranges, right? Yeah. That There is that lack of that conversation because you hear all these stories like I had $12 left in my bank account mm. and I signed up with this coach for $250,000 a year and then I made my million. You know what I mean? And like, mm. you don't know the story that led up to that moment where that person felt safe enough or had developed enough self-trust within themselves to be able to take that leap. So -hmm. then when we're comparing ourselves to people who are sharing those stories, it's like, okay, yes, that is an inspiring story. That doesn't have to make me feel guilty or shame, shame myself for not being read, like not feeling safe. Yeah, I don't want to say the word ready because that's, that's, that's not yeah. what we're looking for, but to, yeah, because like you said, like it, it's going to elicit that fight or flight response within yeah. you, which is always scarcity, right? Always scarcity. Yeah. So we have to develop the self-trust, right? And yeah. so that's my next question for you is how do you um, recommend people cultivate self-trust. And it's, it's, Mm. it's interesting that this is the topic that's coming Mm. up right now, because it's the first module in my brand new course that's starting tomorrow, uh, worthy AF. Yeah. Um, Worthy of AF. I've been seeing worthy AF. Yeah. So if you're hearing this, you know, the course has already begun, but just to, to, to let you know, like, this is a topic like that's Mm -hmm. so important, right. And it's in my world too. So what's your recommendation there for somebody who wants to cultivate more trust, in themselves, but also what, why do you think it's so important? Okay. So for I'll, I'll go with the first part of that, um, cultivating a greater self-trust. I think that's something we're always navigating and it's like a muscle. Like I often say it's a trust muscle. It's, it's like going to the gym. You don't work out once and have a six pack abs, which would be nice, but not realistic and doesn't happen. So you have to, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying with like these micro steps. So often we're looking ahead to like that big leap, that end goal. And often if we're just looking ahead to this end goal, this like glossy, you know, destiny and, you know, it feels so unattainable, but like we want it so bad that if we're only focusing, say the 20 steps ahead of us, and we're not looking at all the little micro steps and micro moments that will support us in getting there. and can get us there a lot quicker if we stop focusing only on like this big, like crazy audacious goal with each step, you're going to find that you're directed on the right path. So in my experience, it's like, I don't freaking know what that first step is going to do, or that next step is going to do or where it's going to take me, but the path will present itself to me. And so I don't know if I was ever conscious of like the concept of trust until recently where (laughs) over time, that compound effect of little action, little action, little action, well, everything's still working out. Oh, everything. Okay. Rearrange, like redirection. Okay. Everything's still working out. Everything's still working out. Okay. A little redirection this way. And over time, and when you can like create this compounded effect of trust, you can look back and be like, so all of these other times when I made these unknown decisions and took these unknown actions and I had no clue what was ahead of me, but I went for it anyways, because it felt right. And it always worked out. And 
often it worked out better than I could have imagined because every redirection was just leading me into like the right, you know, into like a more aligned and higher, higher, you know, the path of my highest good. Then you're able to take riskier. And I say this in quotations, like riskier or scarier leaps because the trust is there. You've built it. You've built it. So at the very beginning, so it's again, like you're not going to go into the gym and lift like a 75 pound weight. You're probably going to start with like a five to seven and a half pound weight to like, Mm -hmm. you know, start building there. And then over time you can like go in and lift that heavier weight. I mean, I don't know if I could actually do that, but just for the sake of um, an analogy, it's like over time, it will, it will compound and build. So it's really like what you were saying before, it has to be an individualized journey. The minute that we start comparing where someone else is or what someone else is able to do, you know, investing $250,000 in a high level coach when they had $12 in the bank. Like that's so that that's not fair for you to try to judge or shame yourself for not being able to do the same thing. So you've got to really like put up those blinders, especially in the beginning, like the comparisonitis is so strong in the beginning. Oh yeah. putting up the blinders and really just focusing on what you are doing one foot in front of the other. Um, and, and just being proud of yourself each step of the way. I think that's something Mm -hmm. we often also forget to do is looking back and thinking, damn, like I have come a long way, even though it's It's so important because we're always so like zoomed in. Yeah. We're always so zoomed in. And actually that's been something I've been able to do quite a lot since I've been here in Tulum. It's like, looking back at, you know, two months ago, three months ago, looking at old photos of when I was still living in Toronto or like Ontario and just like, whoa, I don't even look the same. My energy looks different in the photo. Like, wow, Rach, you did it. And I won't lie. Like even coming here to Tulum, there were so many bumps in the road. There were so many hurdles I had to overcome. And even when I was here, it just felt like things were, were not like that they weren't lining up because things were, but it was not just like rainbows and butterflies, the instant yeah. involved here. Yeah. So, and I know that you can kind of like relate yeah. to that as well. So the trust muscle and the, the, the concept of self-trust isn't an overnight phenomenon. It is something that grows over time and it's just continually choosing to put one foot in front of the other. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I can really say to that right now, because that's, that's just been my experience. And I know that Um, we're always kind of on a journey of like trusting ourselves in bigger and different ways. Yeah, exactly. And it reminds me of the quote, and I don't know where it's from or who it's by, but like people overestimate what they can get done in a day and they underestimate what they can get done in a year, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we forget to look back and see like how far we actually have come in a year. And also that like consistent actions, like consistent small actions taken daily can lead to massive results and that's what leads to massive results right so it's not that we need to be taking these giant leaps all the time it's that we need to be slowly and consistently coming back to the same thing building building right Mm -hmm. and and that's with trust that's with building the life everything so my next question for you is where does the the magic of manifestation come into all of that for you there's something I was going to say about, I'll, I'll add to what we were just saying and then get to that one. You said that that quote, and I remember the beginning of my, my business, I, I guess you could say, like when I was fully working for myself, I would create to-do lists that were like 20 items long. And I honestly thought I could 
get them all done. And I was so hard on myself. I was putting so much pressure on myself. I was working these wild hours and I was making, I was like getting by, you know, I I was just in like the survival Mm -hmm. mode because I just wanted to like pay my bills and maybe have a little bit of money left over to do like some dinners with time. And when I realized that that wasn't working for me and I started taking things off my plate and I actually started working less, I was actually able to create space for more to come in. And Mm -hmm. so when I think about the, the trust, it's like, and then when it comes to the magic of manifestation, we have to remember, and that, that's such a, like a masculine energetic of like, do, 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 do. And that's going to get you more, 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 more. And that, that's not like really how it works. It's like, yes, there's action associated with receiving and, and attracting the manifestations, but a lot of it is in trusting that what you are doing is enough. So when I was stuck in that rat race of like trying to make my ends meet and just like, well, I got to do more then I got to do more. The money isn't coming in. It's not coming in fast enough. I've got to do more. And that's not me trusting. That's not me trusting that if I do three things in a day, that that would yield the same, if not better results. And that was a big lesson in my trusting myself. And that's when I started realizing that my manifestations will come in far faster and far better that that when I kind of like lean back and that to me, it's like a trusting and a surrendering. And I struggle with this from time to time, catching myself, like wanting to default to like, Oh, I can do more. And it's like, no, just lean back, just trust. Because if I'm then doing more, I'm essentially signaling to the universe. Well, I don't trust that we're co-creating together. I don't trust that we're on this journey together. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to take control here. So the magic of manifestation comes with, yes, aligned action. Yes, aligning our beliefs to what we desire, all that inner work. But the, the final piece that I find we catch ourselves struggling with the most is failing to trust, failing to, to allow the universe to co-conspire with us and trusting that it's all adding up. Like that's a really big, kind of like that compound effect again, that like you can do the four or five things you need to do. And then you get to step back and be like, I just trust that it's going to work out the way it's meant to for my life, like other areas of my life, like I can manifest so quickly in it's in the business where I find I sometimes struggle the most because we're so in it every day. It's like our baby. It's like, yeah. we're, we're so invested in it. We're so like hands on in it. And when I find myself being in the doing phase, it's like, okay, step back, take the hands off the wheel. You've done what you need to do. And as soon as that trust, <laughs> that energy of trust and surrender actually comes over me, it's like, boom, 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 things flow in. I'm like, oh yeah, right. Like, it's like, I need that reminder from time to time. But like, that's kind of the energy I'm in, in pretty much every other area of my life. And that's how things get to flow in because you created this space for it. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, exactly. It's so hard with the business because we attach our worth to the outcome. You know, I think that's really what it comes down to because we just like, again, it's like an extension of us, right. It's our, it's a baby. So I, I, I feel that so deeply as well. And especially in the beginning when you haven't seen the results yet. Right. So when we're manifesting, um, within our business and we like do the three things, you know, like just say, we're like trying to be in the feminine energy, you know, we're trying that out. We're trying to like lean back in the surrender, but things still don't seem to be coming. 
Um, and we get that like nervous energy, you know, like that, like, oh, am I doing it right? Like, ah, I'm scared still. What's your advice for people there where they're like, they're trying to lean back, but like things are not coming mm. as quickly as they, they would hope, you know? As always, I explore what's coming up more, you know, what's beneath this. So you're saying you're trusting, you're saying you're surrendering, you're saying you're doing it all, but obviously there's something that's still beneath it that needs to be explored and cleared and released in order for you to actually lean into that trust and surrender. Right. So, so often our conscious logical mind wants to step in and say, Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Like we're doing all the things like we know, we know what we're doing, but in reality, you know, conceptually what to do, but you're not actually embodying or, or truly integrating it. So for me, when I catch myself or I catch clients, cause I'm, I'm able to like read between my clients lines of like, you're saying this, but no, there's something more there. It's always coming down to our belief system. You know, what, what's really beneath what you're telling me, you're saying you're doing it all and you're still struggling to get the end result. You're still, you're still feeling like there's resistance. The resistance always comes from us. Like that is, that is, it's nothing else. It's not because people don't want to work with you. It's not because your prices are too high. It's not because, you know, your strategy isn't good enough. None of that matters. What matters is your belief that what you're doing is enough. The the belief that it's all adding up, the belief that they're on their way to you right now. And the piece about patience is one of, I think, every entrepreneur's greatest like struggles. It's really like, you have to allow for there to be like, how do I want to, what do I call it? It's like when you're doing this work and you're integrating and you're expanding and you're up leveling, you have to remember that it can take a little bit of time for your audience to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. So when we're in this impatience, we're actually just not allowing the, 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 the right women, the, the right men, the soulmate clients, the dreamy clients to we're not giving them the space to come in. We're like, well, they should be here right now. But you have to remember, you you lead first. So if you lead first, you have to you have to factor in that there can be a little bit of catch up time that results. So yeah. if you can hold the frequency of well, they're just catching up to me right now and continuing to do what you're doing in trust and in faith and, and in deep belief, then then perfect. But if you're doing that, but then you're still like, "Eh, I don't know, it's like, okay, what are the layers that we need to look into deeper Mm -hmm. at an unconscious level, explore why you're impatient, explore, because it's often linked to a scarcity or lack mindset of like, but I feel like I still need to do this because otherwise people are going to get bored and and go to someone else. So, oh, so there it is. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you're worried that they're going to walk away and find someone else if you're not you know, the loudest or the, you know, posting the most or whatever it is. So yeah, it's like looking and observing and, and creating that awareness is like the first step for any amount of healing or growth, because if we can't, we can't heal what's not revealed. So it really is about, okay, things don't feel like they're adding up. I'm still feeling resistance. What's going on. And, and when we can remember that we are the root for why things aren't lining up the way we want, then you're able to move through that a lot quicker. So often I think our conscious logical mind wants to look at, well, it's the strategy or, oh, the algorithm is, is so shit right now. Nobody's even seen my work. Oh, like this, oh, this. And we want to excuse all these things, but that doesn't matter because if your beliefs are like, I don't care if the algorithm is like sending my content to 10 people, 
those 10 people could be the right people for me. Like that's your beliefs. That's the strength of your subconscious mind. Um, so it's, yeah, strengthening the belief system. And that happens with exploring and, and creating awareness first. Mm-hmm, exactly. And with the, the catch up time, like you were mentioning, like, I love this visual of not knowing the gestation period for a, man- a manifestation, right? Like we don't know. We There was a time when like humans didn't know how long it took for a baby to like gestate, you know? We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't, we, there was a time when we didn't know how long it took like a carrot to grow, like, you know? And, and right now we don't know how long it takes for mm-hmm. a manifestation to, to be birthed, right? Yeah. So the problem I see is that we start to blame ourselves. Yeah for that period, that gestation period, right? If it's not as fast as we believe it should be. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about awareness, when we talk about going inward and knowing that we are solely responsible, I think the thing there and the key there that a lot of people get caught up in is it's, it's awareness, but it's not blame. It's responsibility, but it's not shaming. It's like, it's a gentle awareness. It's a gentle observation. It's a compassionate exploration. And it's not because you're doing it wrong. It's because you're on a journey. Like you have Mm -hmm. said multiple times, you're on a journey and you have learning to do, you have exploration to do. And that is part of the process. And that Mm -hmm. is required. It's not like, oh, you need to do this before you can do it right. It's that is the reason you're here. You are here to, to learn. You are here to explore. You are here to know yourself, right? Like that is the journey. That is the purpose. It's not, let's check off. And now I can be aware enough. Now I can do it good enough. Now I can manifest better Mm -hmm. because that's just also so masculine and so focused on the outcome and the end result, right? Like, so if we want to really just make ourselves feel good about the whole process, we have to be kind and gentle and realize like that is the point, right? Like that is the point. So I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful process and it's so easy to get sucked into believing that what the responsibility means that we're not good enough for some reason, you know? Something I want to add to that as well, that, that came up, it's like the impatience is also like you could manifest a version of what you wanted pretty freaking quickly. Often the reason there's a lag time or the gestation period, as you say, it's, it's because the universe is shifting and rearranging and wanting to bring exactly what you desire into your orbit. And it it is energetically in the orbit. Mm -hmm. Often there are lessons that you need to learn and overcome to, you know, signal to the universe that you are prepared for it. It, it, it does it to protect you. And I think that was something that really helped me in my manifestations is the universe will protect you. So you could have what you want right here, right now. It could drop it in, but most likely you wouldn't be able to handle it. You wouldn't know what to do with it. You want a million dollars, but you've never even made your first 10 K. Well, chances are you're going to like, like, you know, blow it all. And, you know, maybe you're going to be in a worse off situation, or maybe Mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, um, freak out when all your family and friends turn on you because it's gone to your head. Like you don't know the reason behind why you're not receiving it, but it is for a reason and it's universal protection. And oftentimes the universe is, is just making sure that you can fully receive it 
in the exact way that you're saying you desire it. So mm-hmm. you can get a fraction, like say in relationships, like you could get a man come through the door tomorrow or a woman, but is it going to be the soulmate love that you desire? No, you're saying you want soulmate love. The person who walks through the door next isn't going to be that. So if you can think of like the manifestation is manifesting and it's like all coming for you in due time, it's almost yeah. like to me that can kind of like allow you to like take a de- deep breath and like, okay, it is happening. Okay. Like this impatience is unrealistic because if I knew that something better is on its way to me, then I wouldn't be so up in a tizzy about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like knowing and like imagining like this divine alchemy. That's like this sparkly, sparkly, dark place that like magic is happening. And we just need to like allow that magic to occur and not like be constantly trying to peek behind the curtain, you know, and be like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, it's kind of like the kid in the car situation, like constantly asking the parent, like, hey, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? You know, so again, cultivating trust, but also, yeah, patience. And also, I think being able to sit with the discomfort of the impatience too. Mm -hmm. In the manifestation world, people often so often say like, don't be attached, like release attachment. Right. And so if we feel impatient, again, we make ourselves wrong. We're like, Oh, well, I feel so impatient. I'm doing it wrong. How do I stop being Mm -hmm. impatient? And I think it's not about stopping the feelings. It's like, Oh, look at that. Gently Mm -hmm. observing. I'm feeling really impatient right now. Mm -hmm. And, and having and cultivating the skill to sit with the discomfort of being in a place that you don't necessarily want to be in, um, but not resisting it. Right. Because what you resist persists. Totally. And I think there's something beautiful to honoring the feels like, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I was just like having a moment, like just feeling it. And normally I would try to brush it off and I'm like, Oh, like I'm in Tulum, I'm in a paradise and you know, I shouldn't feel this way. And you know, I could go out and play and like all this. And I just like let myself have a, like a bit of a, (laughs) even a temper tantrum. I just like kind of just allowed myself to have a mini breakdown, me to cry and yell and be like, why, why, why? Like just had it. I had to like feel it. I had to let it out rather than being like pushing it away or brushing it off. I was like, you know, I'm feeling it right now. I'm in my feels and I'm going to just let that happen. I'm just going to let that be and allow it, allow it. Like we are human. We're going to have a human experience. Yes. Like, you know, we're souls in a human's body, but like you, you have to honor that human aspect. You have to let yourself feel. And I honestly feel, I feel, um, I believe that in allowing ourselves to feel in the moment and it doesn't always have to be high vibe. And I know you've talked about this. You don't always have to be high vibe to manifest. You don't always have to be high vibe to attract. That's not realistic because then you're just bypassing the emotions. And sometimes there's clues in those emotions that open you up to deeper levels of healing. And so in Mm -hmm. me having my little mini breakdown, I then went and just started journaling and I just started getting like deeper into like, oh, this little belief is coming up. Oh, that's coming up. And I got Mm -hmm. curious. Curiosity is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, And then I was like, ah. Uh-huh. I had these like light bulb moments come from me feeling the feels. Mm-hmm. And I just been like, oh fuck it. I don't want to feel this. And just like went about my day and like tried to, you know, numb it or avoid it. I wouldn't have had that clarity of like, this is what's really underneath it, Rage. This mm-hmm. is what you need to like reframe. This is what you need to clear. So mm-hmm. 
-hmm. It's okay to have those moments. And it doesn't mean that I stayed in a low vibe for the rest of the day, but I also told some friends, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of feeling my feels today. And even just them knowing that I was going through it, it was like the interaction just felt gentler and nicer. And again, I wasn't like, oh, I should be high vibe because I'm a spiritual business coach and I should, you know, just always be uppity. No, yeah. like that, that doesn't feel good either. Exactly. And I, I like the point that you brought up at the beginning of what you just said about feeling like, oh, I'm in paradise. I should be like this. Right. And I think that that's a state that a lot of people will get into when they are not in the state that they want to be in or feeling mm-hmm. like the immense gratitude, you know, that they feel like they should be in because like they have so much. Right. And I think that holds holds a lot of people back because they feel like, oh, well, I should be like this. But what they don't realize, like for you, for me coming to a paradise, right. Or like reaching a goal. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect once you get there. Right. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It's not like a vacation, right? Like when you go on a vacation, like, you know, you're coming home, you know, you get like you're dipping a toe and you're coming back. But when you're committing to a whole next level of being in a new place, whether if it's moving physically or just, you know, up leveling um, in any area of your life, what you need to know and understand is like, there's going to be discomfort there that you Mm. didn't expect and you didn't anticipate, right? Like moving to Tulum, moving to Miami. When you get here, you realize, wow, this is a whole new world. Wow. There's so many things I didn't even realize that I had that were comfortable before that Mm -hmm. I've now removed, right? Like Mm -hmm. familiarities and ways of being. And like, even just for me here, driving places, you know, it requires so much more mental energy and, and integration. It's, it's a lot, you know, we love as humans, we love familiarity. It makes us feel safe. It makes us feel comfortable. Like we know what's coming. Right. So when we get to these next levels, we have to be prepared and allow ourselves that space to go like, wow, yes, I have so much that I'm grateful for. I'm allowed to experience the lows of it. Like, I feel like there's always kind of crashes after highs and it's like just a calibration, you know, it's a calibration to a next level and it's, it's impossible to maintain a high all the time because then the high wouldn't be the high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, I love that so much and I, I resonate. And to your point, I'm thinking of just about how like coming here to Tulum or you to Miami, like it does take us out of our comfort zone. And when we do take, and and I know that's why a lot of people stay in the comfort zone because of that discomfort. It is a lot to handle and it is a lot to calibrate to and and find comfort in the discomfort. Like that's something that even for me, and I've done a lot of uncomfortable things still have to uh, anchor into at times. So I think that's like a beautiful thing to bring up for anyone listening who feels like, everything should be rainbows and butterflies when you take the leap, when you quit the job, when you leave the relationship, when you start the business, when you make your first 10K, when you do this, blah, 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 like that, it should all just magically poof, everything disappears. And so then when that's not the case, start beating themselves up and start, you know, bullying themselves as ha- tends to happen, that self-sabotage. I think this is such a beautiful, like conversation reminder that it isn't always it, it that that's first of all not the case and to remind yourself that 
the more grace and compassion you can apply to yourself, the easier you can move through any of this hardship, any of these challenges, any of these road bumps. And that's something that I've had to learn um, because my inner mean girl was like very strong and she was not very nice. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, human <laughs> comes in from time to time, but I, I, I know it's not me. So it's like also playing with like the awareness of that voice and the sabotage tendencies, which happens after the highs, right? Ap- happens after making these, you know, bold decisions in our life. Um, and sometimes it happens in the the medium level and the low level, you know, like smaller level decisions, but like it is part of the journey and whatever we make of it is what it becomes. So mm-hmm. can we make it mean nothing? Can we make it just mean it's part of the journey versus mm-hmm. your bad, flawed, wrong, et cetera? Yeah, exactly. Like we're not trying to like kick the mean girl out and eradicate her. We're trying to look at her with compassion too. Yeah. Like I think often in the personal development world, we'll, we'll get messages like just tell her to shut up and yeah. off or whatever. And I'm like, you know, maybe not. Let's like, let's integrate all of the parts of ourselves, yeah. even the ones we perceive as negative with compassion and go like, Hey, I know you're trying to keep me safe. That's yes. so sweet. You know, like the parent who's always like, put your jacket on. <laughs> but th- those parts of us are trying to play a role, right? They're trying yeah. to do something like that, that part of you perceives as important and positive. So there's that too. So I think it's, uh, it's beautiful. This has been such a, a well-rounded conversation. It's touched on so many important things and I, I love it. And I'm so glad that you've been able to join me on the podcast, yeah. on the podcast. Final question that I ask all of my guests is what are you manifesting right now? Mm, that's so good. I'll give like a little mini backstory, but last week was my birthday. I had a beautiful birthday getaway. One of my girlfriends who came, we did this beautiful like birthday magic ritual. And she asked me the same question, like, what are you manifesting for the year ahead? And given that it's like a week away from my, or a week after my birthday, I'll share. And we all held hands and I shared like openly what I'm manifesting. So Number one is a seven figure year in my business. That's something that I'm really striving for. So it's like huge milestone. Of course, I do feel like I'm calibrating to these like newer, juicier levels that seem so like wild, but that's one. And then I am calling in soulmate love. I recently went through a breakup upon me moving here, which was like really heartbreaking, probably like one of my biggest heartbreaks ever, but I do feel like so ready to call in that person in my life. So yeah. Oh, beautiful. So like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so excited to watch you as you go for those goals and as you let that magic come in. So that's exciting. And also let us know what you have coming up that we can tap into. And I know I already said your IG handle getting, but like where else do you hang out? What can we come and join you for? Uh, and all the links will be down below. Yeah. So yes, Instagram is where I hang out most often at Freedom Reach with two H's. Um, I also have a podcast, which I'll, no, wait, I'll link. This is your episode. <laughs> I'm like, I'll link it in the show notes. That's all I'll about. link That's it. So, that's <laughs> so funny. I just said that. Anyways, Millie was on my podcast. Um, so it's that Freedom Life podcast. I'm also online. Freedomschool.co is my website. And what I have coming up right now, like I've got a quite a few things. The Manny Jen and me is like on fire, but one of the biggest offer or like one of the offers I'm most excited for is my VIP days in here, here in Tulum. So that's something that I feel like just 
integrates the work I do online, but then also the freedom life aspect that I live. So I would say the VIP days in Tulum are what I'm most excited for. But again, if you're loving the content on my Insta, I, I post my, my offers all the time. So you can mm. just peruse what feels aligned at that point. But this was so fun. Thank you. Yay. Yes, it was so great. So thanks again for being on and everybody go and check out Rach. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Millie Fox show. If you resonated with something in the episode, take a screenshot right now and share it to social. You can tag me at Millie Fox so I can reshare it. And while you're there, come give me a follow and say, Hey, if you're really vibing, I would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review to help the show reach more listeners. And if you want to go one step farther with me, you can hop over to the link in my bio on Instagram to see how you can work with me. Thanks again. Love you guys.